Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. For hash, this will be a 33-yard attempt for Jake Pettiger. Chris Stoll will snap it. Jordan Stout will put it down. Good snap, put down. The kick is up. The kick by Pettiger is good, and Penn State's on the board. So trying to salvage some points out of this drive. Put down, kick is up. Kick by Jake Pettiger is good. And Penn State puts together the long drive and gets points out of it. A 12-play, 52-yard drive. And now it's 24-6. Trips near side, Dotson far side. Motion by Strange. Levis through the whole lead, 20 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Penn State, it opened up, and Kevon Lee takes it to the house. Jake Pinniger, this time it will be a 27-yard attempt out of the hole to Jordan Stout. Chris Stoll will snap it. Looks back at Pinniger, they're ready. Good snap, put down, kick by Jake Pinniger is up, and the kick by Pinniger is good, and Penn State draws now to within 11, 27 to 16. Two near side, Dotson and Washington, one to the far side. Back goes Levis, pressure, spins away from it, rolls to his left, delivers deep downfield, wide open, got him at the 30, 20, 15, 10. Fryermuth to the five and <laughs> cut down at the one-yard line. Pat Fryermuth. Running back is Ford, second and goal at the five. Levis. He'll give it a forward. Up the middle. Dives to the end zone. He's there. Touchdown, Penn State. Caffrey takes a knee. And on a day where Penn State rallies in the second half and gets 501 yards in total offense, they're not going to win again. They were down 27 to 6. Showed a lot of guts. But again, the deficit in playing uphill all day is too much to overcome. Nebraska is going to win it. Steve Jones. Oh, there you are. Okay. Wasn't quite sure where we were there because we had to connect in. That was the problem. So everybody knows, understands. That's why I'm asking hello, Matt, because um, we had a a temporary connection problem. All right, so let's get to it. Uh, what's going on? I assume you, what, did you play the highlight package? Is I that did. What you did? Yeah. Okay. Um, So you know there are certain individuals that are getting better. There are some things that, that are getting better, but you're not winning. So why aren't you winning? It's, it's, so you start looking, what are the common threads? And the common threads are sitting there in front of all of us. 
So there are three primary areas. Let's get to it on the three primary areas. Right? It doesn't, there's no particular order, but we'll start with this. I always, Ed, You know I've said how many times in the course of my career I've talked about playing with the lead and so forth. Penn State hasn't had the lead in 12 quarters. Hadn't had the lead in 12 quarters. The, the starts have been baffling. Um, Penn State got the ball first in Indiana, went 13 plays, 64 yards, had the lead. But then, you know, th- which then will lead to the next one, and that'll be the turnovers. We'll get to that in a moment. Against Ohio State, Penn State won the toss and elected to defer. I looked at Jack Ham on the broadcast and I said, I like the fact that Penn State defense is going to be on there first. Jack concurred. You're like, you know, hey, Ohio State the, takes the ball right downfield, scores. That Penn State goes forward and fourth down, they don't get it. Ohio State gets the ball. Now you're down two scores. Now follow me on this point all the way through. Okay, so follow me on this point all the way through. Don't just sit there and like and parse it and and okay, hear me out as to what I'm going to say about this part. And it's the part about quote settling into the game. You got to settle into the game from the from the jump, because once Penn State settles into the Indiana game, they're down 17-7. From that point until the last drive, Penn State outscores them 21 to three. All right. Then, of course, the last drive happens, overtime happens, and we know what the rest is history. Okay. Against Ohio State, okay, Penn State, second drive of the game, they're down 14 nothing. When they start the second drive, they're down 14 nothing. From that point on, Penn State outscores Ohio State 25-24. But because they're down 14 nothing, they play the entire game down two scores. Oh, yeah, they settled into the game, but they settled in too late. Maryland, first half, it's over. We'll get to the turnovers in a second. Same thing with Nebraska. Like James said there, he said, you're down 21 points. Then Penn State settles into the game. Okay, and then as they're settling into the game, they outscore Nebraska 17-3. to but you can't settle in. You gotta. You gotta be the team that is from the jump, the one that's in front, the one that is setting the pace, the one that is setting the tone, the one that is making them play from behind. And Penn State gets settles in the games, but they're settling in the games after they've fallen behind. Can't do that. Which now brings up the turnovers, which is a big reason why you haven't settled into the game. Indiana, you're up seven nothing. I've talked. How many times have you heard me talk about you can win games? On, you know, everybody remembers the last play. Always, the Hopkins thing is going to be our play of the day coming up in about um, in about forty five minutes. So everybody remembers that. They always remember the you know the two point play, the whatever. All right, but you can win a game. Um, we talk about in basketball in the under twelve to the under eight in football. It's like five minutes going the third, four minutes, uh, five minutes into the fourth. That ten minute stretch, a lot of winning and losing happens right there. But you can also win or lose a game in the first half, and that's where Penn State's been losing the game is in the first half. 
And a big reason why, the turnovers. Penn State in the first half against Indiana, I thought if they could take the ball, and I said this is Jack in the commercial breaks, Indiana game. Well, you know, you can get up 14 nothing in this game. Now you put the level of doubt into their head. Now they're going to play a little bit differently. I mean, th- th- there's all the psychology of playing with the lead, and they didn't do it. They got into a lull, and that led, there was an interception, which then led to a drive for a touchdown. There's a second interception which led for a drive for a touchdown. And Indiana got a field goal. Suddenly they're up 17-7. And then, of course, Penn State had a chance to get a touchdown at the end, you know, near the end of the first half, and Will fumbled when they ran the Wildcat. Penn State didn't turn the ball over at all in the second half and got themselves back in the game into the lead because they didn't turn the ball over. Now, turnovers played no role in the Ohio State game. Zero. I mean, Sean threw an interception, I don't know, what, four or five minutes ago in the game. And Penn State's down two scores trying to, you know, trying to get stuff back. So that plays no role. Against Maryland, Maryland had not had a takeaway all year. And then the fumble, Chance Campbell picks it up, runs it back for a touchdown. That's you know, That puts the nail in the coffin on the first series of the third quarter. Now, you're thinking, okay, you know, get a touchdown here, cut the lead down to 28-14. You know, you're, that, you're, you're thinking this way. Cut the lead down, whatever, blah, blah, you know. You know, might give yourself a chance, get some momentum, boom. Fumble, they bring it back. Then Penn State ends up turning over two more times in the game. Saturday, Nebraska goes downfield, scores first. Okay, bing. Penn State gets the ball, first drive. They're going to get that. They're driving, driving, driving. They're going to get that thing back. Cam Taylor Britt picks it off, runs it back. They end up getting a field goal out of it. And guess what? The second possession of the game, you're down two scores. So in each of the last three games, in the second possession of the game, Penn State has been down two scores. Second possession, Penn State had it against Ohio State. They were down 14 nothing. Second possession, Penn State had it against Maryland, down 14 nothing. Second possession at Nebraska, down 10 nothing. You're down two scores right away. And in the Nebraska game, turnovers played a role there. Turnovers played a role in Indiana building a two a two possession lead. 17-7. Turnovers played no role in the Ohio State game. But it did against Maryland, and it did against, and especially against Nebraska. So the turnover thing, Penn State is what, minus six on the season? Minus five, six? I think minus six, I think. You're not going to, that's, okay, these are all things Penn State hasn't done. Penn State, you know, you don't win 42 games unless, for the most part, yeah, in 16 they had a lot of comebacks. But in 17, 18, and 19, Penn State's the team that took the lead and and took charge of a lot of games. Penn State's the team that over and over again wins giveaway, takeaway. Penn State had over 100 points last year on takeaways. This year they have seven because they only have three. They only have seven, they have seven points off of it. And then the one that just cropped up, I mean, well, not just cropped up, but it became more magnified this week, was the red zone. Penn State's been, what, in the red zone 19 times? Just want to make sure I've got this right. 19 times they have eight touchdowns. I can't explain that. 
That one I can't explain. I mean, a lot of it's execution. Obviously, you can get into a slump in the red zone. 1981, Penn State had a great team in 1981. In fact, there will be some people around here that will tell you they think the 1981 team actually may have been better than the 1982 team that won the national championship. A couple of injuries derailed them, especially to Kurt Warner. Well, that team had Jim Romano at center, second-round pick of the Raiders, Sean Farrell, first-round pick Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Mike Munchak, Oilers first-rounder, NFL Hall of Famer, one of the greatest linemen of all time in the history of the NFL, Billy Kantz. I mean, Julius was one of the great tackles in Penn State history and played in the NFL for several years, including the Browns. Eventually, Kenny Jackson's the fourth overall pick in the draft. Eventually, Kurt Warner's the second overall pick in the draft. And Todd Blackledge eventually is the seventh overall pick in the draft. These are all maybe in different years, but all right. A guy like Vito Cab was, I don't know, was, was Cab? Was he a third-round pick of the Eagles? Something like that. And Mike McCloskey, who's some Kyle plays on the basketball team. Believe it or not, that team got into a, into a red zone slump. I mean, that team got into a red zone slump. It was mystifying. It was mystifying. I remember they even tried a fullback option play with Tommy Barr. That's what they were trying to break out of it. I cannot, I do not know why. I mean, I'm sure some people will question the play calling. I'm not smart enough to do that. Um, execution is certainly one of them. I think that, like the Parker Washington fade, for example. They ran that yeah, you kind of felt like that play was you. Jack and I watched, and we both felt he was too easy to cover on that play. Now maybe he runs it perfectly. I don't know. I can't. I can't tell you. It just seemed to us like it was too easy to to. Uh, you know, uh, to cover. But I mean, those are the three primary things that that you look at. Fast starts. It's not just a fast start. You got to play the full sixty minutes. I mean, you you can't fast start. You can't start fast and fade. You need to start fast and settle into the game right away, and then play your game. Right? They're taking too long to settle in and play. Turnovers, giveaway, takeaway, crushing. I mean, it's crushing. That swings every game. And then the red zone thing, I, I, I can't explain. I mean, it's not like I have never seen it before. I've seen it before. I mean, I even saw a legitimately great team actually have a – I mean, it took them three games to get out of it. It was uh, Miami in the rain. Kirk got hurt. He pulled a hamstring. NC State, they, kind of, they got through that game on the road. Then they played Alabama here, and they struggled in the red zone in that one. They finally broke out of it against Notre Dame. But I remember it got to the point – Tommy Barr threw a fullback option pass in the red zone. They were trying everything they could to figure out a way to get out of it. And that team eventually beat Pitt 48-14. That was a legitimately outstanding team. And, you know, I'll never forget that. I was like, you got to be kidding me. All right. So there you go. 
that's just my starting point. I don't, you know, if you have something to add, I'm more than happy to hear from you. Uh, but those, I mean, you know, maybe I'm just bringing up obvious points, but those are the things that have cropped up that have been common threads that have got to be, you know, obviously need to be corrected moving forward. We'll go from there. All right, take a break. Back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Hi, this is Season from Purdy Insurance. During this time, we are operating under the guidance of the PA Insurance Department. Most of our staff continues to work from home to practice social distancing for the safety of our staff and clients. Our office remains open and available to service our current and new clients by phone, by calling 570-286-5855, email, and by appointment. Our after-hours emergency service is also ready to assist our clients with their needs. From the team at Purdy Insurance, stay safe, be well, be kind, and know that we remain dedicated to the highest level of service to protect what matters most. Great to have you with us on the show today. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Great to have you with us on the show today. Rich Scarcella, next half hour, News Radio 1070, WKOK. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applications applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, great to have you with us on the show today. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto, home, life, business. Bundles, they'll figure out a way to save you money, but also make sure you're completely insured. Updates, they are the pros, pros, and insurance. Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online 
at sunburymotors.com. Uh, by the way, Penn State, Iowa's 3.30 Saturday. I'm beginning at 2. Right now, another six-day hold on the Michigan game. All right. And uh, you uh, you may have heard that Governor Whitmer in Michigan has put that state on a three-week lockdown, but it does not include... Now, there'll be no fans in attendance, but it does not include the Detroit Lions, Michigan State, or Michigan, or anybody else playing college or pro football in the state. That's the way I understand it. Let's bring in the outstanding Rich Scarcella, Redding Eagle, basking in the glow of a 24-20 Packers win. Not exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, they uh, they did not play well. So, uh, and, but it, a win is a win, and it's time to move on. Yeah. Yeah. You but, won. Uh, that's right. That's all. They, counts, they, they don't do style points in the NFL. They do not. All right. Uh, they do style points on the collegiate level. So I went through three points that I feel are common threads in the first four games for Penn State. Uh, I went through slow starts. Uh, the last three games, the second possession of the game, the Penn State had the ball. They were already down two scores in all three. I went through giveaway takeaway and went through red zone uh, with eight touchdowns and 19 tries in the red zone. Would those be the three that you would hit on? Is there anything else? That, is there other? Is there something in there I've missed? Well, uh, there's a lot. They would be at the top. I mean, those three at the top. You know, you you can't week after week um, be behind by two scores early. I mean, this week, this past week, I should say, uh, 18 minutes into the game, Penn State was down 24 to three, right. and that's a that's a really really tough way to live as a college football team, and that's got to stop. I mean that that I don't I don't understand it. I don't I don't think in talking to the players or James Franklin, it, I don't know if they even have a handle on why they're they've been off to such slow starts in every game. Yeah. Um, you know, back in 16, I remember they were a second-half team, but this is different. I mean, you know, yeah. it, this is completely different, uh, especially the last two weeks trailing by three touchdowns at halftime against teams that you figure they're at least equal or better than. Um, so I, I, I don't know, Steve. I don't, I, I don't know where where that would begin to be addressed, but they have to start better. There's no doubt about that. Uh, red zone is a big issue um you know especially those last two yeah two especially but even the one before that um there was yeah i guess it is the last two yeah i'm i'm trying to think in my head here there was one i guess early in the fourth quarter where they went they had a first down at the 7 and and yeah. and the running plays just didn't gain anything um yeah so yeah and the other one you mentioned was turnovers you you, you can't turn the ball over, and you know the last. Uh, let's not even count Maryland, the Indiana game and the Nebraska game. Obviously, it was a, Indiana was a one-point game. Last uh, the Nebraska game was a seven-point game, and the opponents turned two turnovers into ten points, which you just can't, it just can't happen if you're going if you want to win football games. 
And what's interesting is that the to me these have been you know you win forty two games over four years. Mm-hmm. These are constants where you know you know James is always preaching to his team. I hear him every practice have to be the team that makes the fewest mistakes, protect the ball, you know, and on and on and on. These are things Penn State's done. They've been good in the red zone. They've been good. Um, getting off, you know, after 16, let's face it, 17, 18, 19, Penn State's been good at getting off to good starts uh, in those in the last three years. And and the turnover thing, they had over 100 points off of takeaways last year. I mean, everything this particular year is 180 of what we've seen. That's why when I sit back, I mean, I'm, I'm stunned. I don't know about you, but I'm stunned. I'm I'm. I mean, I'm stunned. Stunned it may not even be the right word. I, I don't even know. The last two weeks, I, 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 I'm sitting there watching. You know, I was at Beaver Stadium uh, nine days ago for the Maryland game, and that one is still I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around it because I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. This past game, after, you know, after they, they kind of gained their – Footing and um, after it was 24-3 and after the, uh, James Franklin decided to go with Will Levis at quarterback, most importantly, they gained traction. They they looked much better. Um, they still had the red zone issues, but at least like everything, the whole operation seemed better on both sides of the ball. Uh, you know, I obviously they have a very tough decision uh, with the quarterback position. Um, I wouldn't want to be in their shoes, nope. but 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 it's. I mean, you know, Sean Clifford, as I wrote for, in my column today, kid has put his body on the line for this team and this program. Um, he's been the first to stand up and accept blame for when he think, even when he made mistakes that we didn't even think about. Um, yeah. And and he's a team captain. Um, but you also need efficient and decisive play from the quarterback position, uh, and and Will Levis gave that to Penn State on Saturday. He did. Um, they, here's the other mystifying part. You know, you know. Normally, statistically, you can look at certain stuff. You gain 488 yeah. against Indiana. You gained 501 against Nebraska. So between the 20s, although you know, the big plays have not always been there, that's something that Penn State has thrived on, big plays. They haven't always been there. Some of these drives have been four, five minutes, and so forth. But between the 20s, they've moved it, and then the stalling happens because 501 and 30 first downs are big numbers. You do not, You usually don't lose with those numbers. Well, I think I think it was Matt Brown from the Athletic who came up with the number after Indiana and also Saturday after the Nebraska game. They are the only two Penn State games since 2000 that Penn State has gained, I think, 450 yards and has limited the opponent to under 300. And they're the only two games that Penn State has lost. I know. It's, it's, hard, it's hard to fathom. That you look at the yardage, and okay, maybe it wasn't there against Ohio State and and and, and certainly Maryland, but those two games, you're just like, how 
you know, when you look at the yardage, you're like, and you're right, the first downs, 30 first downs. You're like, how, how'd they lose that game? Well, they lost it because they gave Nebraska 10 points on turnovers yep. and because right. of the red zone issues. And, you know, unless, you know, you mentioned three problems, and there are probably more, and I'm not, not probably, there are more. But right. if they I, don't I took get the, at least I took two the, of those I three the, issues straightened right. out, right. you know, they could be in for a, a really, really long season. Yeah, I mean, I I took what I thought were the three primary ones and went from there. I yeah. mean, you, you know, after after that, I think you've got to be a coach to sit there and, and they, then go through and nitpick the other the other stuff. I just yeah. took the three primary ones. I mean, that's all I'm smart enough to do. So, <laughs> <laughs> what what's it been like watching? You had to watch this one on TV, Rich. So what what kind of view? Did, I mean, you've always had that view of sitting in the box. What was it like to get that view, and what did it do for your thought process of watching the team play from that view? It's a it's a surreal feeling after doing this for as long as I've done it um, to cover the road games from my basement here, and and you know, it's it's okay, you know, and and in these times, I I, I certainly understand why. I have no no issue with not being able to travel. I'm I'm, I'm fine with it. But it's very surreal because you can't, you know, you can't really see the Penn State sideline, and you don't know what's, you know, you're, you're, you, you know, normally when you're at a game, and 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 these things kind of unravel, like okay, you know, is is Will Le- like I didn't, we didn't know, is Will Levis warming up? Is he not warming up? Is, um, you know, three Castro Fields was in was in uniform, didn't play. Well, is he okay? Is he not okay? Like those kinds of things. They're the things that you miss from being at home and not being uh, at the game in person. But the things that were going through my mind on Saturday were just, I can't believe this is happening again. Not that they're lose, not that they were going to lose the game, but that they fell behind by twenty-four to three. I just, you're just like, wait a minute, what? You know, and and that's what I'm getting from fans, and I'm sure you are too. Is what's going on? There's something wrong, and I. You know, well, I could just tell you what's going on in the field. I am not in the locker room, obviously, or on the practice field. Right. But it 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 makes no sense. You know, you, I didn't see this coming at all. No, I didn't even remotely come close to seeing this. I I said on the show, I think it was last Monday. I said on the show, I said, look, I never in a million years saw this. I said, obviously, what I what I thought going in is 180 of how it's played out so far. It's not what I thought. I know it's not what Jack thought. And obviously for the team, it's not what they thought. Um, But uh, are you getting to replays and so forth a perspective? Because now you're locked into watching the TV every time. Are you getting something from the replays? Yeah. It's not great, especially Saturday when Nebraska's going tempo and you know yeah. they they don't really have much TV doesn't have time to show you much on replays, okay. um, but you know there were like um, you know there are a couple things that 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 maybe you can see but but really um, you know you don't have that luxury like you know maybe some maybe like a, a an ESPN or an ABC broadcast for some reason you right. just didn't see as many replays. Um, but yeah, I, you know, Steve, I, I think, you know, it it seems to me 
that last year's team, especially on defense, had a lot of leaders. And maybe I'm partial because mm-hmm. one of them was Janet Johnson, who's from sure. this area. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I and I know I, there are, there are guys on defense, and I don't want to mention names that are that are good leaders. But I'm waiting for one of them to stand up and just say, "Hey, look, this is unacceptable." You know, we as a collectively unacceptable. We've got it. We've got to do a much better job. And maybe that's going on behind the scenes, but it, right. it doesn't feel that way watching this team. Um, you know, maybe you have a different take on it than that. It, it, you know what? Th- this will be one that's difficult for me. In any other year, Rich, I could give you a really good handle on that. But I'm not allowed to be physically on the practice field. Oh, okay. You know, because I'm not allowed to be physically out there with them. Like I can't be standing there because if I am, then I have to be tested every day and I have outside jobs. You know, it, it gets, you know, so it's, it's, it's not a lot. I'm not traveling with them. I mean, we're traveling commercial for the same reason. So I can't get, I can't get a read on that like I could in the past. I mean, it's, and, and that's, you know, because you, when you're out there, you can tell. I mean, you can tell, you know, who's in charge, who's talking, who's talking football, who's talking nonsense, you know, things like that. You can tell all that, but, you know, it's when you're not there that you can't answer that question because you don't know. And you try to answer as many questions. If you don't know, just say you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's why that's yeah. I, tell, I told my class today, don't pretend you have answers you don't have. <laughs> well, that's, I, that's what I mean. People are asking, you know, fans are asking me, and, you know, of course you got well, – people going, you know, from point A to point Z and saying this should happen or that should happen. Right. But I don't really I, I mean I I I can't I can't get a grasp on it of it. Like what what's wrong? I, I you know like there were there were some really good signs on Saturday. <laughs> like the play of the yeah. offensive line, for example. You yeah. know, with making the change, putting Caden Wallace in yeah. and the, I thought the three running backs looked good. Yeah, I thought they they did. They did a, I mean, I thought they did a better job of pass protection. They ran the ball well. Um, I thought, I thought Parker Washington to me on in the fourth quarter made some exceptional catches. Yes, he did. And, so did Ke- I mean, Andre Lambert Smith. Uh, yes, he did. Yes, especially yeah, yep. right on the fourth down one. Right there, but that's what I'm saying. Like there, there were positive signs, but you. You're fighting, you know. You're down three touchdowns that quick. I know. It's just like you're just. It's it's an uphill. It sounds cliche,ish but it's an uphill battle the whole way. And you know, sometimes you just. It's it's just not going to happen. And, um, you know, I just I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's just. Uh, they, I think one thing James did say after the game. And I think that is very accurate. They need on defense. They need to make more impactful plays. Yes, meaning tackles for loss. Yes, sacks, tip passes, takeaways, takeaways, whatever. Pass breakups, like real pass breakups. They need to. They need to make more impactful plays. That's not happening. Um, and and that's not. Penn State's defense mo from the last four or five years. I mean, right. that's, they were making plays all the time, and and like he said, they they've been unable to 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 take opposing offenses out of rhythm, out of you know that yeah. kind of thing. But, you know, take don't keep them on tra- on schedule, and that's what 
That's what offenses yep. have been able to do. Now, now they mm-hmm. did a better job of it in the second half Saturday, of course, because no Nebraska only had 95 yards. But right. that's what they need to do for these last five games, for sure. Right, no question. In each of the last three games, when the Penn State offense walked onto the field for its second possession, they were already down two scores. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just... I mean, that's that's a hard way to play. Then after that, they settle. They, and it, it, after that, they settle into each game. You're like, you, you got, okay, you got to do it from the jump. You just can't boom. Hey, we're going to settle in now. Um, so, uh, Rich, thanks for commiserating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, this is. Yeah, it's it's you know somebody said you don't have much to write about. I said, gee, yeah, I do because this is. Yeah. But I but it's not something. I don't think anybody expected this. Anybody nope. at all. Anybody who follows this program expected this. And uh, you know they they have five games to to make something out of this season, and it'll be interesting to watch. Always a pleasure, my friend. Hope to see you on Saturday. Thank you, Steve. Thanks for having me. Always appreciate Rich Scarcell, Reading Eagle, so much. We'll come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Purdy Insurance. All right, great to have you with us on the show today. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Ben Jones, com. next half hour. Matt Leon from Philadelphia, final half hour. I mean, I brought out what the what I think are the three cool common threads. I'm baffled by the whole thing. Somebody sent me something today about offensive line play, and I'll be honest with you, I can't really. That's something I don't really comment often is about offensive line play, and here's the reason why. When I'm doing the game, I'm following the ball. Yeah, I can pick out a block, or you can pick up, obviously, a, you know, a, a bad protection or something like that. But I'm following the ball so much, I don't concentrate on offensive line play. You as a fan probably would know more than I would just by watching replays about it um, for that particular reason. All right, Ben, next half hour.